We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, WTIC-FM and WTIC.com. We are pleased to be joined this Sunday morning by Howard Schwartz. He is Executive Communications Director for the Better Business Bureau of Connecticut. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Aaron. The holiday season is upon us. It's a busy time of year, and that creates opportunities for scammers. Oh, my goodness. This is high season for scammers. So let's start out at the very top. And those are the main ways that scammers get into our lives. At the front door, on the Internet, and over the telephone. And we're spending so much time online uh, looking for the lowest price, clicking around, that by the time we find the price we want, we're not really sure where we are. And there are a lot of fake websites that are set up. And uh, you can put in your credit card information, and then they just take it, and you don't receive anything. There are scams involving packages disappearing from people's front porches. There are people who might try to take a photo of your credit card while you're in line and you're distracted you know, like the fellow behind you who's texting and the person who's looking after their kid or staring into uh, space. But again, if we watch ourselves on the telephone, at our front door, and on the Internet, ignore uh, emails that may look authentic but come from a government agency or financial institution, just ignore them. Let's start with the online threats. Certainly, a lot of people are, are shopping online for the holidays, and often if you see a deal that is too good to be true, you'll want to check out how authentic the website is that it's coming from, right? That's correct. There are fake websites that show up, and let's say the very first thing you should be looking for before you put in any personal information, uh, even your name and address and credit card information, is in the browser address bar, where we see www.wtic.com. Make sure that it says HTTPS, and the S stands for secure, and the easiest way to identify it is it'll be a little icon of a padlock. What that tells you is the site is taking measures to protect the information between your computer and theirs. Um, That's one way. The other way is keep track of where you're going. And the reason I say that is we'll go into a store, we might find something we like, then we go online and just go down to the lowest price we can. Well, if you you see a watch that uh, is a top brand uh, name and it usually sells for $2,000 and you see it for $1,200, You've got to ask why if it's being sold as brand new. And you're absolutely right. Too good a price is not a good thing. We all want to save money, but at what cost? Um, And the the other thing that we've got to do when we're online is we've got to make sure that we don't click on anything that we haven't read. And I'll give you an example of that. I bought some contact lenses online, and after I gave my credit card information, a pop-up was visible, and it said, would you like to save 15%? Why not? I clicked on it, and it did not remove 15% off of the contact lenses I bought. However, by clicking that box, I had signed up unknowingly for a travel club. 
and I was charged $79 a month for the service that I never wanted. So it's an electronic signature when you click OK. I called up the company and I told the contact lens company, I want you to know why you're losing a customer. And I was probably not the only one, Aaron, because they said, yes, no problem. We'll take those charges off right away. So watch for those pop-up boxes. And something else to watch is we can end up with fake savings, I'll call it. Uh, you can find that lowest price. And depending, obviously, on the price of the item, depending on, on what it costs, it may appear to be the lowest after clicking around for 15 minutes. However, check out those shipping uh, charges and the handling charges because sometimes they'll just wipe out any savings that you've made clicking around. And try and stick to reputable websites. When you're going to a website, we urge you not to do it by a link in social media or email because it may take you somewhere you don't want to go. Type in the name of the website yourself. When you talk about shipping, one of the other scams that, that seems to be popular these days is getting a fraudulent email saying that, you're going to receive a package that you haven't ordered. That's one of them. Uh, the other one is you missed delivery of a package. And uh, it'll tell you to click on a, on a link, and the link will do one of two things. It'll download a virus in your computer, and your shopping's not going to be very much fun after that. Or it can take you to a page, a lookalike page, that will ask you for payment information. Now, it's not logical for a delivery company to ask us for that type of thing. So normally when you miss a delivery, the delivery person will put a tag on your door with some specific information that you can call uh, if you want to arrange for a subsequent delivery or pick it up yourself. Uh, people have found that uh, these look, you know, it's our, we click something right away out of a sense of panic or urgency. So uh, you could ask any 12-year-old who knows how to use the internet and they can create a perfect looking website that mimics a legitimate one. So if you see something saying you've got a package coming to you or you've missed a delivery, call up the delivery company whose name is on the tag on your door. Ignore the emails. One word of caution, though, Aaron, because last year I had something put on my door. It was a tag. It was not sophisticated looking. It did not have the name of a company, but it had a telephone number they wanted me to call. And my guess is had I called it, they would have wanted personal and or financial information. Most people who have credit cards these days have the new chip cards with the, the chip built in, which was billed as a safer option, but safer for whom? Safer for the banks and safer for the merchants. Um, the whole idea was to shift, because of all the data breaches, was to shift the liability uh, for fraud to the merchant because the, visa, the, the, the card issuers were getting tired of having to pay for fraud. So the chip was introduced. Now, here in the United States, we have a problem, and that is not everybody has made the changeover to terminals that can read the chip. So we still see that magnetic stripe on the back, and that's also if we go to other countries. Uh, however, that stripe still enables somebody to copy the information off your card. When we shop online, we still have to give out our credit card number and our expiration date and the three uh, numeral code on the back. So really, uh, we're not protected any better than anyone else. But those new chips are designed that if somebody copies the card, uh, they won't be able to copy the chip. Maybe they'll be able to make uh, one transaction. I was surprised to learn that these chips, just a tiny little brass chip, that they can eventually wear out, start to peel, and even fall off your card. 
Now, if you're standing in line, you're the 15th person, you finally get to the cash register, you put your card in and they say, I'm sorry, it's not working. And if you look at the chip card, you'll see that the chip itself is a little worn or starting to peel. That's enough of an inconvenience. However, what the security experts are saying is if the chip falls off of your card and somebody else knows what they're doing, you can put that chip on any credit card or even a business card, and it will work as a credit card, and they'll go shopping on your dime. So what we recommend so you don't get stuck in that line or, or having your, uh, your transaction rejected is to check your chip cards. And if you see any signs of wear, go to the bank or call up your, your credit card issuer and ask them for a new card. And while you're at it, ask them for a protective sleeve for that card. So chips, like everything else, like the cards, have a, a limited lifespan. And I think that by the time those stripes come off the back of our cards, we'll all be a lot safer, as they do in Canada and in Europe. And in fact, uh, in those places, you don't even give your card to a waiter or waitress. They bring a point-of-sale terminal to you. They don't want people handling your credit card. If you notice fraudulent activity or activity that wasn't you on your credit card statement, what should be your first step? Call the credit card issuer. It may sound obvious. Sometimes people will try and call up the uh, merchant involved. That may work. But right away, tell the credit card company. And this is another reason why we should really carefully look through all of our statements every month because it doesn't even have to be a large charge. But you call them up and generally they will hold the charges and uh, open up an investigation. And the banks are very, very good about this. Um, if there is fraud, they may ask you what were the last few transactions you made to verify they are speaking to you. And they will never ask for personal information. They, uh, if, for example, they see that there's been fraud committed with your card, they will call you up and say, destroy the card. We believe there's fraud. We will send you a new one in the mail. But when you see it, call them up right away. And, and here's why you should use a, a credit card over a debit card. When you're using a credit card, 30 days, it's their dime if there's a problem, and they can help you resolve the dispute. If you use a debit card, that money comes out of your bank account right away. If, uh, if you get uh, any money back, uh, it'll take a long time, and, and you've got to wait for it to get back into your bank account. So the credit card offers you uh, protections that a debit card simply does not. And if you have any questions, go to your uh, financial institution and ask them about that. A lot of retailers have ramped up employment for the holidays as more people come into their, their stores, but that also gives rise to employment scams around this time of year as people might be looking for another job. That's right. It peaks at this time of year, but in general, if you receive a phone call or an email, and this has happened to me, they might find an old resume online which has your contact information, and they'll say, we found something that fits your experience and your talents perfectly. They'll be short on details. You've got to push them a little bit, and they'll say, well, it's, it's a job uh, selling, or you might be answering phones, uh, those types of things. That's not the bad part. The bad part is when you're looking for a job and you find something or get someone who contacts you, and they say, we're going to hire, hire you sight unseen. We will need your social security number so that we can prepare it for the IRS, we need the rest of this information and your bank account number so we can direct deposit your check. Unless you've met these folks face-to-face, -face, you're satisfied that it's a legitimate company and you have a legitimate uh, letter in hand, a letter of hire, don't fall for it. 
because unless you see them, you have no idea who you're giving your information to. There's a common theme here with scammers playing on people's emotions, trying to find someone who, who might be out there, perhaps desperate looking for a job, and trying to take advantage of them. And that is something that you see time and time again when it comes to scam artists, isn't it? It is, and you've actually hit it right on the head. The, the scammers have a couple of tools that they use, and one of them is fear and urgency, uh, and the other is greed. Um, and uh, let's start with the greed part. We all want to get something for nothing. You can get a free cruise or a vacation if you listen to a half-hour talk or two-hour talk on, on a timeshare vacation package. Um, if you get something out of that, you'll have to pay a couple thousand dollars or at least a few hundred dollars in fees, as they call them. But the uh, urgency and the fear factor are important because that's how a scammer, and a lot of these scams you'll notice, they're using people who are imposters. They're pretending to be from the IRS or from a delivery company. So uh, if you get a phone call from somebody saying, I'm calling you because you missed jury duty, we will send someone to arrest you unless you pay us within the next four hours. And something is very important for us to remember. If the IRS or the local court system or anyone else for that matter calls you, first of all, that's not how it works. They will send you a letter. But the biggest red flag that a lot of people ignore is a forced method of payment. They will not accept a credit card. They want you to pay them with a cashier's check, a wire deposit, and also now very popular gift cards. So the wire transfer companies... When people come in now, they'll say, you're sending $4,000 to somebody. Do you know who this person is? Have you ever met them? Because they're trying to protect us. So if they don't accept any traditional method of payment, big flag right there. Time to move on and or hang up the phone. And since we're talking about phones, if I may add this, we get calls. Another, uh, another tool in the scammer's toolbox is our generosity. They call up for donations. Uh, they call up for all sorts of things. But again, we don't know who's calling us. The caller ID is easily faked. So we Better Business Bureau encourages that you be proactive. Look for a charity yourself. You call them. If somebody calls selling anything, uh, it could be a marketing call. Some people don't answer the phone. But again, you'll never give out your personal information or financial over the phone. And if don't let anyone bully you. Uh, either over the phone or in an email. You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Howard Schwartz. He is Executive Communications Director for the Better Business Bureau of Connecticut. When it comes to making holiday donations, is there a particular place the BBB recommends people go to check out how much money a charity takes and actually goes to charity as opposed to administrative costs? Yes, there is. And Better Business Bureau has a charity arm called the Wise Giving Alliance, and their website is really easy to remember. It's give, G-I-V-E, dot org. And there are 20 standards of charity accountability. Administration, as you say, how much money is used for collecting and, and where the money goes exactly. Uh, there's no charge to the charities for this. And I've been surprised at some of the charities when I, I check them out. Some are spending much, much more of the dollar on administration than is going to the actual uh, party who needs it. That's one, one thing to watch out for. The other thing are charities with sound-alike or look-alike names. Now, you may have checked out ABC Charity. It looks good to you. And you get some sort of a, a canvassing from somebody, and they're looking for money. It's a look-alike name. You, you go on the Internet. It looks fine. Are you on the right site? 
Again, if you are looking for a charity or if there's some sort of a disaster, man-made or natural, take a breath and wait and be proactive rather than reactive. In other words, you look for a charity yourself. So if there is some sort of disaster relief, they'll often, uh, the governor or the mayor of a town or whatever will say, who's collecting money or we have set up a site to collect money. It's much more uh, sophisticated than it was a couple of years ago. But it's very important to ask, where is the money going? It might go for a memorial. It might go for salary replacement. It might go for repairs to a house or for counseling to help people. These are the things you want to know. And it doesn't hurt to, to, to look up any charity. And that includes the big ones as well. And we encourage folks to, uh, there's some very well-meaning charities in, in the case of a disaster, but they don't have the experience collecting or distributing funds. So just go to give.org and look up the name of the charity, and it'll give you all the information that you'd ever want to know. Moving on to another topic, gray market merchandise. What is it, and what do you have to be careful about when you're buying it? Well, we have three markets. The open market that we know, there's the black market, which deals with contraband, things like uh, illegal drugs and weapons, and the gray market. And it's called that because though, it's, though it is legal in most cases to sell this, uh, this merchandise, not always. Now, what is gray, uh, gray merchandise? There are companies that will produce things for export only. Well-known companies or companies that you don't know. So they will ship it out, build it according to the other country's standards, and it'll be sold there for a lower price. It becomes a gray market good when the supplier re-imports this merchandise to the United States. And it can be anything from a stapler to a computer to cosmetics and clothing. Now, the problem with gray market goods is they were never destined to be sold here. So they may have parts that are inferior. They may not have had the same... Uh, requirements for electronic t- electric uh, testing or for uh, fire retardants, for clothing. That being said, uh, a lot of the things we see that are very inexpensive uh, that are being sold on small sites or things like Amazon or eBay, uh, they could very well be, be gray market goods. It doesn't mean that they're bad. You can buy simple things on there. But when you're talking about buying clothes for kids or for yourself, again, that's where the safety issues come in or toys. Uh, with electronics, if you buy a camera and it's a gray market camera, there will be no instructions in English. There will be no valid U.S. warranty on it, which means even if it's defective, you cannot send it back. Uh, and if you go to a, an authorized dealer, oh, you cannot go to a, an authorized or certified dealer to get it fixed. No rebate is the second problem. And the third is if you're giving this to somebody, they could be in for all sorts of trouble. So gray market goods, it's not that they're terrible, but in some cases you might be receiving something that's been repackaged. It could be a cheap knockoff. It could be counterfeit. You might get nothing at all. So for certain items, we recommend that you do your research. That being said, uh, a person who's selling a gray item on their website must disclose, according to law, that there is no warranty, there is no instruction book, and that it is a gray market item. Again, when it comes to safety and your family and your friends, you want to know that. But for many things, uh, again, small things, you want to order a hammer or a table or whatnot, that, that shouldn't be a problem. You hopefully would not need a, uh, a manufacturer's warranty for a table or a hammer. So 
Uh, just be careful. As 2018 approaches, a lot of people will be resolving to maybe lose some pounds in the new year. What do people need to know about diet supplements and signing up for gym memberships? Well, let's start with gym memberships. The single most important thing to do is don't get, uh, don't cave in to high-pressure sales. They will likely offer you some sort of a deal. Um, sign up, pay for a year adva- in advance, or we will automatically deduct every month. Make sure that anything they say is in writing on a contract. Take the information home before you sign that contract and make sure you understand every single word of that contract. Um, If you go to BBB.org, you can see complaints against uh, the gym you want to join. That's very important as well. And your method of payment is important because uh, gyms, like other places, do change ownership or they go out of business. And if, uh, in a case, again, personal experience, my gym changed hands and I'd paid for a year in advance and I was still getting deductions off of my credit card. So these are the things you want to do. I opted then to pay them monthly. And um, that meant sending them a check. I did not want them to be taking money out of my account just for a reason like that. Check the facilities. Go in on a day when it is very busy because if you get there at 5 because you finish work at 4.30, how much equipment's available? What are the high, uh, high traffic times that there are? And you can expect that from December through until March when some folks give it up. If we're talking about diet supplements, the consequences are much higher. Uh, in the respect that the Food and Drug Administration has said that any supplement that claims it can burn away the calories within a week or two is, is lying. It's deceptive. There are no such things. They will use fake testimonials, in some case news organization logos, and say whatever network it is has endorsed this product, which is, of course, nonsense. And you'll see Photoshop before and after pictures that if you look without having to look very close, it's the same person, same day. But here's the problem. The diet supplements are not just uh, inert. In other words, they don't uh, do anything to, to help you lose weight. They may have things in them that can interfere with medication if you're on long-term maintenance medication. And that's why our doctors ask us, are you taking a multi every day or do you take certain supplements because they can interfere with this. So at best, these are not going to work. You're losing your money. At the worst, uh, they can have serious consequences that can put you in the hospital and they can have fatal consequences as well. There is no fast way to lose weight. Um, There are legitimate medical treatments, but you will not find them on the Internet in a pop-up ad or in a magazine. You'll hear a a major uh, announcement about that. Changes are coming to Medicare cards next year, which hopefully will help to cut down on ID theft. What's changing? Absolutely. Uh, As of March through until the following April, Medicare cards, new people coming on board will be getting Medicare cards that do not have a Social Security number as they do now. And then existing holders will get new cards as well. Because people who are on Medicare are, in fact, at a greater risk of identity theft if they lose their wallet than the rest of us who are not on Medicare. So this is, and and folks who are on Medicare have been very clear about this over the past year, uh, years. There's got to be some other way of identifying us because that social security number can be a killer and lead to identity theft, lead to income tax fraud, and all sorts of, of things that we just want to avoid. So that's great news. They say it'll take one year to finish that project. And just to be clear, you should not be walking around with your social security card in your wallet, right? That's correct. The only time you need it is if you're going to a financial institution, opening account, 
uh, an account if you're going to uh, to get a job. Uh, insurance companies may ask for that number. And by the way, a lot of people ask for it. You don't always have to give it. So, for example, if your doctor or dentist has your insurance information and on your welcoming paperwork they want your Social Security number, you are not obliged to put it in there. I put the last four numbers in my zip code if I put anything. He is Howard Schwartz, Executive Communications Director for the Better Business Bureau of Connecticut. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Take care now. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.